Did you know willingness is a stepping stone into your purpose? But are there things in your life holding you back from serving God? Let's discover the blessings of a willing heart. Hello and welcome to Love and Encouragement to Live By. I'm Tammy Thompson, a Christian author under the pen name of T.S. Thompson. And I'm Joe Heather Dodson, founder of Your Christian Coach. Thanks for joining in today for your weekly dose of love and encouragement as we discuss what it means to be willing to serve and how it impacts your deeper Christian living. Yeah, so I'm excited about this topic. I get excited about most topics that we do here on the show. Um, But, you know, it occurred to me, so what does it mean to be willing to serve? And I started thinking about this shortly after we have recorded the episode on purpose. Now, if you missed that episode, I really encourage you to go back and listen to it um, and watch it. It, it was it's very enlightening. Um, but one of the things that the Holy Spirit spoke to me and revealed to me recently was that God did not reveal my purpose to me until I was willing to serve him. So I thought about that. You know, so the Holy Spirit can bring things back to your remembrance. So the Holy Spirit brought back to my remembrance the time when I became on fire for God and I told God that I wanted to live the rest of my life for him. Now, I didn't know what that meant at the time. I just knew that that's, you know, that's what I wanted, that I had lived most of my life for myself as a Christian and I wanted to live the rest of my life for him. So what I was really saying that I didn't realize at the time was that I had developed a willing heart and I came to God saying, I'm here to serve you. And that opened up the door and God began to show me my purpose because it was shortly after that confession. And that's a confession. I confess to the Lord. Here's my willing heart. And I'm confessing with my lips, you know, that I want to serve you that God gave me the story for the land of good dreams book series. Um, And he continued, he continues to expand on my purpose as I continue to seek him with a willing heart. Um, And this podcast was something that he added on a few years later you know, as I continue to, to walk in my, my service to him and my willing heart. Um, so today we are going to be exploring willingness uh, to serve, because I think if you're still searching for your purpose, you might you know, take a moment to first ask yourself, you know, if you are willing to serve God, right? Because in my case, you know, God didn't show me my purpose until my heart was willing, but Before we dive too much into this topic, I want to hear from Joe Heather on willingness to serve. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, your question is a powerful one, Tammy. You know, am I ready and willing to serve God? You know, I think sometimes we don't ask ourselves that question because we're afraid of the answer. Um, But I want you, our listeners, to let today's podcast be that catalyst to you, that prompt to have you really ask yourself this question and to acknowledge the true answer. Where are you today? Is it a yes, I'm willing to serve or a no? You know, am I ready? Am I willing? Will I step out in faith? You know, for me, I think I can remember the first time wrestling with a spirit of willingness in my adult life. It was when I knew God was calling me to make a job change. I had been living back in North Carolina. Um, I had lived in Virginia, moved back to North Carolina, and had been at a job. And for some reason, 
God wanted me to leave that job. I was very comfortable there. I had a routine. I had friends. You know, in my heart, I was like, why do you want me to change jobs? You know, why? But God made it abundantly clear, and here's how he did it. You know, I was standing in church one day on a Sunday, and we were singing a hymn, and I don't remember what the song was, and it doesn't matter, because all I could hear in my head was the word go, and the word kept repeating, go, go, go. And I knew, I knew what the go was about. It was about that job. And, and I'll be honest and say that I didn't feel happy about hearing God say that word. You know, and it, and that was when God helped me learn that it didn't really matter how I felt about what he was asking me to do. It mattered if I was willing to take the action he was calling me to. Mm-hmm. Amen. And, you know, you could have rejected it. Uh, how many mm-hmm. people out there get that? Like you said, you weren't happy about it. How many people say, well, you know what? Maybe later, Lord, or maybe, you know, people are being called to go to Bible college and they're like, I just can't. There's no way I can do it right now. And, you know, maybe in a couple of years and you miss it. You miss the opportunity because God's not going to show you. Your, I personally believe after this revelation from the Lord, he's not going to show you your purpose if your heart's not willing, you know, to reject mm-hmm. it. So but before we, we dive in too much, I do want to uh, let you know um, how you can find it. So depending upon what platform you're listening to make sure to like share follow and subscribe to not miss future episodes but the most important thing you can do is just share this podcast with family and friends or those in need that you know who might be in need of some love and encouragement and on our website at loveandencouragement.com we feature early access to video and audio every wednesday and if you want to save some time we will email it to you you know just go to our website we have a form, sign up on there, and you'll be on our email list. And every Wednesday, you will get sent out the, the podcast. We talk about the previous podcast in case you missed it. We, we have links to the future one we're currently doing. And we also let you know it's coming up next week. So it's three different things in one email. Um, so, yeah. So back to what we're talking about today. Um, you know, I often wonder, which I, I kind of you know, hinted on this a little bit, that, that people hold back on God. They're worried Right, that he's going to call them to do something that they have no desire to do. Um, they think serving God means, you know, like I think a lot of people think it's like being a missionary, right? That he might ask you to go to Africa or someplace that you don't want to go, right? And so I believe that no matter what your purpose is, that because God created you for a purpose, right? And whatever that purpose is, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. Why would he, why would he create you to not like your purpose, right? You will love your purpose that you were created for because that is fulfilling. That's what your purpose is. Uh, but he's searching for a willing heart. I mean, think about it. I mean, do you think God will reveal to you your purpose when your heart is set on rejecting it? I mean, so let's just look mm-hmm. at an example here. Um, <clears throat> so what if you're like, Joe Heather was talking about using a great job. What if you're in a high paying job? Right. Maybe you spent all this money going to college or in this great job and you like your lifestyle. Right. But, you know, in your heart that something's missing. However, you're afraid to just offer yourself up to God, not knowing, you know, that that what he's going to do. You're thinking he's going to take something away from you. Right. Now, I think a lot of people approach God like that. God's going to take something from me. And and. And so you don't have a willing heart, right? You don't have a willing heart to serve. And you're probably still searching for your purpose, not understanding why you don't know what you, what your purpose is yet. But you have to remember that God is a God who gives, 
right? And living your purpose will be more fulfilling, trust me, than anything you can produce on your own, in your own life, on your own means. You, you will never be as fulfilled as living your purpose. Um, so let's take a look at an example of someone in the Bible who felt that way and, and what happened. So in Mark chapter 10, starting in verse 17, there's this man who came to Jesus and he wanted to know how he could have eternal life. Now, he wasn't looking for a purpose, right? But he also, if you really look at this 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 story, he also missed out on his purpose, I believe. So Jesus knew the man's heart, and just like he knows your heart. And he knew the man's heart was not willing. And so he told him to go sell all he had and give to the poor. But he also said, that wasn't the only thing he said, but that's the only thing the man focused on, right? But he also said that he will have treasure in heaven and to come and follow him. So basically, go sell everything you have. You're going to, you know, you're going to have treasure in heaven and follow me is what Jesus said. So what happened? So the man was not willing because he had great wealth and many things, right? All those possessions, looking around your house, those big screen TVs, you know, maybe you have a spa membership, you know, think about all the things you have that you don't want to give up on, (laughs) right? And so he left Jesus feeling saddened. Um, So this man could only see, for this is my interpretation of the verse, he could only see what he would have to give up. That's all he focused on, right? He didn't stick around to hear what Jesus Uh, had to say to his disciples in verses 29 through 30. And I'll read them for you. And Jesus said, and Jesus answered and said, because his disciples were asking questions about this. Verily, verily, I say unto you, there is no man that hath left house or brethren or sister or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels, but he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the world to come eternal life. Did you catch that? Now, in this time and also in eternal life, two ways you're going to receive a hundredfold, not just in heaven. I mean, you will receive a hundredfold in heaven, but in this time, meaning here on earth in your life, Jesus. So Jesus was not asking this man to give up his stuff. That's not who he was after and to give up things, but he wanted to allow him to multiply what he had. Remember, Jesus took things and blessed it and multiplied it. This is what he's talking about here. You're going to give up this and I'm going to multiply it a hundredfold. Can you imagine? This is what I'm talking about. This man missed his purpose. Can you imagine what his life would have been like if he had done as Jesus had asked and became a disciple? Who knows what great purpose was set aside for him that was left unfilled. And I think a lot of people don't fulfill their purpose. And it's very sad. It's sad here. It's sad in the kingdom. Um, So my question to you is, are you missing out on God's purpose in your life because your heart isn't willing to serve him yet? You know, if you have that emptiness inside you and you know what I'm talking about, um, you and you still don't know what your purpose is. Search your heart and see if you're willing to serve the Lord first. Are you ready to give yourself to him? That's that's what it was when I came to the Lord. I was willing to say, whatever, here, here's my life, Lord, I offer it up to you. Because Jesus died on the cross for me. The least I can do is the life that he gave me is to, is to give half of it back, right? I, you know, I've already lived half my life. Might as well want to give the rest of it back. You know, and so if if not, if you, if you look at yourself and you find, okay, I, I look, Tammy, and it's not willing, right? I, I don't want you to have that holding you back. Look at what's holding you back. Why? Why? Most likely there are lies from the enemy um, that you have received. Lie. I mean, the enemy does not want you, I would tell you this, to have your purpose. He wants you to have all 
the riches and the and that life is easy and life is good and jolly and just go on and live a life, a standard life, right? A non-purpose-filled life. He doesn't want you to live your purpose. So what does some of these things look like? So they may come in the form of excuses, right? That we make to justify why we can't serve. Well, you know, we just don't have the time. We don't have the money. We don't have the flexibility and on and on and on. But these are just justifying unwilling heart. Did you get that? You are justifying your unwilling heart. And that is not what the Lord wishes for you. It's not where he wants you to be at your life, right? Um, <clears throat> and you could say things, you know, so turn these things around. So if, if you find out this is where you are, you can turn it around. You can turn it around. You could, you could, you know, if you, if you want to be willing, but you don't feel like you are willing, then you take these and you can, I'll give you some examples. You could say, I don't have much time, Lord, being a single mom, but I'm willing to serve you with what time I have. I trust you that you will work all things out for your glory so that it won't be a burden to me, but a blessing. And that's what the Lord Jesus wants to do. And another example would be, Lord, I struggle with my finances and every penny counts, but I'm willing to serve you with what I have. I trust you, Lord, to always supply me with whatever the need is to do the good work that you call me to do. Do you see how that is, how that is what I just gave you the examples of offering up what you have so that God can bless you and multiply what you have, right? And this is the transforming of your heart from unwillingness into a willing heart to serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. Amen. You know, and, um, I think it's very powerful what you've kind of laid out for us today, Tammy, is I think there's a lot of people out in the world who haven't found their purpose. And they haven't felt that God-given purpose. They haven't just asked him maybe or haven't stopped long enough to listen. And so I do think that it's a natural response to react in fear when I haven't received the purpose yet or I haven't looked for it. Um, you know, we, we react in fear when we even anticipate that the Lord might call us to leave what's comfortable. Like you said, those big screen TVs, what are the comfort things? And if we're asked to leave what's comfortable and known, even for a moment, to walk forward into something that's new and unknown, that feels fearful. You know, and I think that's why there are so many scriptures in the Bible about fear. But guess what? I mean, God didn't call you to a spirit of fear. Second Timothy 1 7 tells us in place of fear, God gives us power and love and self-control. So, you know, do you have the strength that you need to step out? Yes. God says in Isaiah 41 10 that he will strengthen you and help you and uphold you with his righteous right hand. I mean, this tells me that he's doing the hard part. You just have to be willing, which is what Tammy has laid out really well for us today. You just have to be willing. So if, if as I'm talking about these words, if fear is resonating for you and maybe fear is holding you back from being willing to say, hey, God, I'm here, ready and willing to serve, then just consider meditating on what the scriptures say about fear. And here's one that's easy to memorize and to repeat to yourself when you need it. It's Psalm 34, 4, and it says, I sought the Lord, and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Now, I do want to acknowledge, even when you know your purpose 
and you're in love with God and he calls you to step out and do something. <laughs> you know, we are human beings. We have emotions. We have fear and anxiety. But the reason I want you to work at overcoming your fears and anxieties is that you are a critical part of God being at work in this life. Because Tammy was painting the picture of the man he would have received blessings in this life and the next. Well, you know, there's things that your willingness impacts in this life and in the next. So when God calls you to do something, he needs you to do it. And you might be going, why? You know, what's the big deal? Well, because you being willing to follow through may be the answer to someone else's prayers. And so I bet you can identify with this scenario. Maybe you've been praying for something and you've been waiting for what feels like a very long time for God to answer. But in all actuality, God has already prompted another believer to take the action needed to fulfill your prayer request. But that person hasn't followed through on the Lord's leading to act. They haven't been willing to act. What does that mean? That you have yet to receive your answer. Hmm, have you thought about that? Huh. It wasn't God that didn't answer your prayer. It was the other person's lack of willingness to follow the Lord's leading that's holding up your blessing. So now I want to put it another way. Let's say the Lord is prompting you to give a person in the grocery store line 20 bucks. But you look in your wallet, and it's the last $20 in there. So in your heart, your mind, you're negotiating with the Lord. And you say, hey, God, this is my last 20 bucks. I'll do it next week after I get paid. I know there'll be somebody then. And so you decide to keep your $20 in your wallet, and you leave the store. Well, guess what? Probably the person in line was praying for God for the $20 he needed to get his groceries for his sick mom or whatever his story is. And that man feels sad that God didn't show up for him when he needed him. Oh, no. <laughs> so if you're feeling convicted right now, don't worry. So am I. How many times have I messed up and, and not done this? Missed an opportunity to be the hands and feet answer for another person. So being willing to serve doesn't have to mean that you move to Africa and you become a missionary like Tammy said earlier. And it may not even mean giving someone some money standing in the grocery store line. But maybe it's about being willing to speak when God says to speak. And so here's another story of mine. I was in a pizza place picking up some pizza for my kids a couple of months ago. And um, while I was standing waiting for my order, you know, I happened to notice the shoes of the lady behind the counter, what she was wearing. And all of a sudden, I felt the Holy Spirit say in my heart, ask her if she needs some tennis shoes. Well, in my mind, I thought, what? Why would I ask about tennis shoes? Well, I quickly dismissed the thought. And she handed me my hot pizza, and I walked it to the car. But guess what? As soon as I got to my car, I realized my mistake. You know, I had missed an opportunity to be willing to serve by following the prompting of the Holy Spirit, even in something like tennis shoes. So, well, man, I put that pizza in the car, and I walked back into the restaurant. And you can imagine that I felt awkward and anxious going back into the store because the lady was probably thinking, oh, no, here she comes with a complaint. Um, and when I got in there, the, the worker was helping another customer, so I waited till she was free. And then I said to her, the Holy Spirit prompted me to ask you, do you need some tennis shoes? 
Well, she looked at me and said, no. <laughs> and I bet you thought I was going to say something else, didn't you? Well, she said no. So I just went on to say that obviously the Lord just wanted her to know that she was loved by him. And I left the store. So you might think I'd feel completely foolish doing this. But I actually was so excited that I had caught myself, listened to the leading of the Holy Spirit, been willing to go back in the store and say what he prompted me to say. You know, and who knows? Maybe she went home that night after work and she pondered that encounter and she was curious in her heart. Who was this God who prompted this woman to ask her about her shoes? Or maybe she actually was praying about her shoes before, but she was so surprised that God sent someone to ask her about it that she told me no. But it doesn't matter, regardless. I just pray that the encounter was the seed in her life that, you know, God loves you. He cares about you. And I want to say that to you today. God loves you and he cares about you. He cares about the desires of your heart, whether they're big or small, whether it's a pair of tennis shoes, whether it is moving to Africa, or whether it's to do something else, something, some purpose that the Lord has called you to. So I'm going to take a quick moment and tell you about our sponsor. Love and Encouragement to Live By is sponsored today by our very own Tammy, otherwise known as T.S. Thompson. She just released her new book called My God in Whom I Trust, a study of Psalm 91. She's also the author of the Christian book series, The Land of Good Dreams and God is Able, a study of 2 Corinthians 9.8. Tammy has a deep desire to move readers with her books and to share the light of God to uplift and inspire. She's blessed with the gift of storytelling and believes the world is in need of good, family-friendly books everyone can enjoy. You can find out more about Tammy and her books at ts-thompson.com. That's ts-thompson.com. And we'll include a link to her new book in the notes section of this episode. If you want to be a sponsor of a future episode, contact us at Love and Encouragement. Thank you, Joe Heather. Yeah, as when you were talking, I was thinking there's a lot of times I've had similar experiences where the Lord will tell me, I don't want you to eat at this restaurant, I want you to eat at this restaurant, and nothing else works out. It, you know, it's not like there was any magical moment, but I think He's just testing us to see if you're willing, right? To see, are you willing to serve me? Because, you know, uh, you know several more times down the road, something will be important, and I want to know I can count on you. It's kind of like a, a trial run kind of thing. You know, are you willing to have a voice? Because when something really matters, I want to know I can depend on you to answer somebody's prayer. That's what was what mm. I was thinking of when, when you were speaking. Um, and so, but you're right. Me, people miss out on being the answer to God's prayer. I've had that same thought. You know, I, I've asked the Lord for things and, and, and couldn't understand why there was a delay, you know, or... There's times that he's prompted me. And because I know I'm asking for the Lord for certain things, I try to be as prompt as possible because I know I can be the answer to somebody's prayer, right? And um, so I, I want to give you an example um, of something that, you know, it might seem like, like silly, right? So I, I was downstairs walking by my closet and I heard the Holy Spirit say, you know that closet full of wrapping paper? Why don't you see if, if your neighbor Hannah 
yeah, could use it. Now, we've had Han on the show before. She's a missionary, um, and I encourage you to go back and listen to the, those episodes. But, yeah, I, and I, I stopped, and I looked at that closet. I used to collect wrapping paper at these fine wrapping stores back before I had children. I had bins of wrapping paper, ribbons, and stuff. But my kids are older now, and I just give them cash for Christmas. My family's out of state, so they get gift cards. I haven't wrapped a present <laughs> in years, and yet I had this whole closet full of wrapping paper. And I'm like, I'm trying to downsize and organize. I'm, I'm having a conversation with the Holy Spirit and looking at this stuff. I'm like, yeah, she might, you know, she might think I'm silly, but yeah, she, she might be able to use it, you know. So I sent her a text. She said, great. I had to drive it over. She lives behind me, but I had to drive it over because I had so much wrapping paper and ribbons and, and everything. It was just, it was quite a lot of stuff. And I helped her unload it, and she was just like, her mouth was hung open. You know, she was, and then she pulled me aside. Now, you don't always get this piece, you know, but she said, you have no idea, Tammy, what, this was a need. She said, I was wrapping something the other day, because they have big families. I mean, she's got five kids. They both come from five kids' families. They have, they also do all this volunteer work, and they're wrapping stuff for people constantly. And she was using printer paper to wrap a gift, and she said, Lord, this is a real need. We really need some wrapping paper. And and that very next day, here I come with wrapping paper. I got to answer somebody's prayer. And and you talk about the God of more than enough. She's going to have wrapping paper for years to come. She's not going to have to worry about that. So... So anyway, so I'm hoping that that story encourages you. So today we're we're looking going to be looking at some examples of willingness, right? Because I could have just, I'll, I'll do it later. I'm too busy right now. I could have not done that. And she would have felt like the Lord wasn't answering her prayer. That's what we're trying to talk to you about today. But so when you think about willingness, always go back to scripture, right? Because Jesus set the great example of how we should live as a child of God. And Jesus was willing to serve the Father. He always said, I do as my, my, the will of the Father. He's always talking about doing the will of the Father. And he was willing to do the will of the Father all the way to the cross. Think about that. He died for you. How willing are you to serve the Lord after he gave his life for you? Um, so, I mean, are you willing to serve God? Think about this. Are you willing to serve God, you know, however he calls you? You don't have to think about, trust me, do not think about the scenarios. Well, maybe if it's this or maybe it's that. You don't have to think about all the scenarios. You just need to have a willing heart. It's really simple, just having a willing heart. So let's look at what Jesus said about us serving. So in John twelve twenty six, If any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. So there's a whole bunch really kind of packed into this verse. One, if you picked up on this, it pleases God for you to follow and serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Because, in fact, he said the Father will honor those who follow and serve him. And second, there is this promise that where Jesus is, you will be also serving the Lord gives you close access to him. If you think about it that way, the servant is always with the master. Right? So you are closer to the Lord when you're serving him and being willing. So let's look at why this is important and why it matters to Jesus to be willing to serve him. So we're going to jump down to Matthew chapter 9, verses 35 through 38. I'm reading from the NIV. 
So Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. So what these passages explains clear as day is that there are not enough willing people to serve the Lord. And that's sad. And honestly, I think it's still the same today. I don't think much has changed over all those 2,000 years. People are so busy with their own world that revolves around them that they don't have the compassion or the willingness to step out from their own life to serve. And I'm not saying this is a condemnation thing, but there is a compassion that comes with willingness. This is what the, he, he gave. He had compassion and he wants people to be willing to serve because there's a lot of people out there asking for their prayers to be answered. And there was, I don't think there's enough people out there helping to make sure those prayers get answered. So the workers are few, but the need is great. Jesus, like I said, Jesus had compassion on the crowds. I think compassion is a good companion for a, a heart of willingness. It really is. Let's look at another verse um, that is what they call the Great Commission. And this is found in Matthew twenty-eight nineteen. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. This is the calling. Therefore, go. Didn't Joe Heather just talk about this? Go, 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 right? This is the good. <laughs> so are you willing, right? This does not mean everybody has to pick up their bags and go off to be missionaries. We've already talked about that. But you can do this right where you are. You can minister to your community, people at your workplace, you know. Um, but are you willing? This is sort of really the heart of it. Jesus said, go. You know, what would it take to change that within you to have, to have that willing heart to serve the Lord? Hmm. That's a powerful question. You know, and thinking of examples, you know, I think a great example of being willing to act when the Lord prompts you to, to act is found in Acts 10, where we're told about a man named Cornelius and how he met the apostle Peter. And there's a lot more to this story. I'm not going to get into all the nuances of it today. But what I want you to do is to grab your Bible, if you have it, open it up, and take a look at this account with me. And um, and we're looking at it with the lens of seeing where willingness is illustrated. Okay, so that's, there's like I said, a lot to the passage, but we're going to look at that part of it. So, here, Cornelius is described as a devout man who feared God and prayed constantly. So I think this is the first key factor that we should write down for her, ourselves, which is prayer. We always talk about this. Prayer is a critical tool in your toolbox, and it helps to strengthen your willingness muscle, right? Your willingness to ask muscle. So prayer is just a conversation with God, and we can be like Cornelius and pray about everything constantly. You know, you don't have to bow your head and fold your hands or be on your hands and knees, you know, to pray or even close your eyes. You can talk with God in your heart and mind when we, you're with other people. You can talk out loud. Um, Tammy has talked about, hey, I walk around the house, you know, praying and my kids, you know, my kids are used to hearing me pray out loud. You know, God is always listening. You know, and it's just being in constant communication with God that helps us build our willingness muscle. 
So that's number one. Okay, so back to the story in Acts 10. One day, the Lord sent an angel to Cornelius with a message to bring Peter to his home. Well, as soon as the angel left, Cornelius was obedient to the Lord's message and he took action. He called the servants in and he sent them to get Peter. So here's our second key that I recommend writing down, which is act immediately. If we wait to take action, it is so easy to get off course. I mean, look at my little uh, example in the, the pizza place. You know, I didn't take action as soon as I felt the leading because I was sort of like, is that me? Is that you? I don't know about this. And I got off course, didn't I? And praise God, you know, I got to catch myself on that. But so many times I've driven away and I've never looked back. So act immediately because distractions and delays will take you off course. And the next thing you know, you miss the boat. So we want to be like Cornelius and we want to act immediately because this immediate action showed that, yes, Cornelius was willing. Um, but two, he trusted. He could be sitting there saying, why would this guy come and see me? I don't even know who he is and why is he, you know, coming. I mean, he could have gotten into to questioning. But he's like, act immediately. All right, so now I want you to jump down to verse 24 where it tells us that Cornelius was expecting Peter to come and he called together his kinsmen and close friends. So here's key takeaway number three, be expectant. So if you obey the Lord and you're willing to act, expect to see the Lord's handiwork. You know, sometimes we get to see the fruits of our willingness. Tammy just illustrated that with the, the um, Hannah saying, oh, this was an answer to prayers. And sometimes we don't. Um, we act and we're not sure quite what happened. It doesn't matter. But just always be expectant. Look for the Lord's hands at work. And, and it makes me think of Psalm 5.3 that says, In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and I wait expectantly. So expectant. Be expectant. So also in this verse is key takeaway number four, which is tell others. You know, Cornelius didn't just keep the amazing story about the angel to himself. He called together his family and his friends and he told them what was happening. And he brought them in to hear what Peter had to say because Cornelius trusted that the Lord was at work. And so what happened because he trusted him? If you jump to verse 44, Jump with me there. It says, The Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word, and they began to speak in tongues and praise the Lord. So everyone who was there, not just the Jews who had come with Peter or other Jews in the crowd, but the Gentiles too. And like I said, there's a lot more to this story. So they, they, they had an experience with the Lord. They were saved. And then... Peter commanded them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Well, hallelujah. Not only was Cornelius blessed in his willingness to take action, but all who heard the word that day, and of course the word came through Peter. So if we apply this to your life, you know, let it be an inspiration to you, to inspire you to be willing to act when the Lord says to act. Mm -hmm. Amen. And that's a great story you gave. Good illustration, good visual. You know, and I hope it encourages you, our listeners, to act immediately. That was an important takeaway. Act immediately when the Lord prompts you. 
sometimes there is an immediate need that needs to be met and delaying isn't going to, isn't going to have the same effect. Um, so I believe the, the, the best is always yet to come. When, when you come to God with a willing heart to serve him, you know, when our purpose for our life is set forth before us in plain sight and we can go forth living that purposeful life that we were created for. Right. I, and it's always going to be better. Trust me. I, I already said this before. It's always going to be better than what you can imagine your purposes for your own life. Um, and so I just love this verse and <clears throat> I'm going to read it to you and the picture that it paints on what a willing heart to serve God looks like. And it's Isaiah six, eight. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, then I said, I, here I am, send me. Now it's a, it's wow. It's a beautiful, like here I am, send me. Isaiah didn't make excuses. He didn't say, well, Lord, I'm really busy. I'm only free on Saturdays. You know, I'm willing, but please don't send me where I have to go get on a boat because it makes me seasick. He didn't make up excuses and say, I'm willing, but there was no, but after that, no, Isaiah said, here I am, send me. That is a complete offering of the self. It really is holding nothing back from the Lord saying, I'm here, Lord, I'm willing to serve, send me. And it's such a beautiful picture, you know, of what willingness to serve the Lord looks like. And so my hope is that you can have that same heart of willingness to serve the Lord. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because the Lord is calling you to your purpose and that purpose will be lived out by your willingness to serve. So you're listening today, you know, maybe the Lord is calling some of you to help seniors in your local community. You know, some of you, God is calling to speak words of encouragement to a neighbor. Um, for some of you, it's something else. You know, are you listening to his calling? You know, for me, six years ago, the Lord practically shouted at me through a Bible teacher on TV. And, and the words were, go forward and I'll show you, you know. And what was he calling me to? To adopt my sons. You know, I had tons of questions and concerns and worries and fears. But all I had to do was go forward knowing that God would show me what I needed when I needed it. And I can tell you, he's remained faithful to me every step of the way. And in the days that I did okay, he was there. And in the days that I messed up royally, he was there. Um, and it's just like it says in Romans eight twenty six. you know, the spirit helps us in our weakness. You know, he's there in the ups and the downs and the everything in between, you know. So what's your story about willingness? I mean, what do you hear the Lord leading you to? I think it's time to think about it. So I'm going to give you your challenge questions of the week. What barriers are holding you back from being willing to serve? How can the Lord help you remove those barriers? Amen. And it's, it's always a good question that she asks. And, and we really do hope that, you know, by listening to this podcast today, that you can examine your heart to see if you're willing. And if not, ask the Lord, you know, how can I, how can I be willing to serve you, Lord? Because I know each, each and every one of us, we want to know what our purpose is. And if you haven't found out what your purpose is, you know, it's, it's a good time to, to do some, some searching, you know, and, and do I have a willing heart? Because when I, I'll tell you, it was the most exciting time in my life when I told the Lord that I wanted to live the rest of my life for him. 
I knew there was something exciting that happened inside of me where I wasn't just wandering around, going from job to job or things that did, feeling empty, feeling something was missing. When I just came and made that declaration of faith, I'm like, I want to live for you. I want to live for you. I didn't know what he had in store for me, but I was excited. I was expecting something good because God has, he's the father of good, right? The God of more than enough. And whatever he's called you to do, it's going to be better than you can ever imagine. And so I, we, we just really encourage you to take some time with the Lord, search your heart, have that willing heart, and he's not going to disappoint. He's not going to ask you to give up anything. He's here to multiply things in your life. And, and when you live out what you're created for, it is the most satisfying thing ever. Amen, amen. Oh, we hope today's episode blessed you greatly. Just as a reminder, depending on what platform you're listening from, be sure to like, share, follow, and subscribe to not miss future episodes. And join our email list by visiting loveandencouragement.com. Join us next time as we continue to offer you words of encouragement that remind you of God's awesome love.